Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talk to Monique Bryan, personal branding strategist, business coach, and host of the Juicy CEO podcast. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Monique holds a BA in fashion design and has three startups under her belt. So she knows a thing or two about brand building and that entrepreneurial life. Monique has also developed programming in partnership with companies throughout Asia and exciting global brands like PayPal, Burberry, and Shopify. Monique also has her own podcast called the Juicy CEO Podcast, where each episode is designed to show you how to amplify your presence, inject your authentic voice into your own personal branding, and give some tangible takeaways to get you to juicy CEO status in business and in life. She has been featured on global television, in Entrepreneur Magazine, and Bustle, to name a few, and has also grown an engaged community of 15,000-plus people on social media who continue to support her today as an international speaker, workshop host, and brand consultant, all while in remission from stage three breast cancer. Monique Bryan, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Megan. I'm so happy to be here. I'm not sure if our podcast listeners are going to be ready for this energy coming through, okay? <laughs> that is what it, woo -woo! That is what really <laughs> originally drew me to you. So I hope our system can handle this fire. And my hope is also beyond all of the amazing nuggets that you're going to drop in this chat. Should anyone maybe be having a down day or need a little extra recharge to kick off their day? I'm going to urge everyone now to put this episode on repeat, and, and now we have some big goals here to tackle. So are you ready to rock and roll? <laughs> Let's do it. So as I was saying, I really came into your profile after spending the past two years building my own personal brand, and boy, oh boy, it's not easy, my friend. But as I got connected also through your Juicy CEO podcast, which we'll get into, and your energy and your incredible story you share... I'm just so honored to have you on this podcast to dig through your pivot story and what you're offering. And there's a lot of ways to work with you. So we'll get to all of that. But first, I would love to tell us a little bit about you and maybe some of those early kind of career highlights where you got started and maybe kick off there. I was one of those kids who always knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. Like I knew I was mm. going to be a fashion designer from the minute I could hold a pencil in my hand. So I was like, that is what I'm going to do in my entire teenage years and everything was all geared towards that. So that's exactly what I did. I have a BA in fashion design. Mm -hmm. I got to study in England. I got to study in Canada. And it was the thing that I always wanted to do. But what was very interesting about 
always doing the same thing that you always wanted to do is once you're doing it, you're like, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So after I got a job right out of university, I worked for a national retailer for about 10 years, and it afforded me the most amazing opportunities. I got to travel all over the world, China, Asia, South America. I got to see basically how the sausage is made, really got engrossed in manufacturing and production and product design. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that, I realized I hate this. I hate clothes. I hate doing this. <laughs> like, get me out. <laughs> right? I was I just took all of the glitz and the glam away from it. So yeah. I decided I can do what everybody says. I can do this better than my boss. I'm mm. going to create my own company and I'm going to go into jewelry design because nobody makes jewelry anymore. First of all, everybody <laughs> makes jewelry. I don't know what I was thinking. Aww. I left my seven-figure income and my six-figure income. Oh, I was wish I was making seven figures at that time. If I was in my 20s, I would have probably stayed. I left my six-figure income and a very prominent position to go start my own company. I lost all my savings, almost mm -hmm. my will to live. It just, there, at that time, there just wasn't a lot of people who were entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and it wasn't sexy then. It was Actually, I had my mom tell me at the time when I told her, I'm moving back home and I'm, I'm going to live with you and figure it out. She was, she literally cried. She was like, oh my God, why? <laughs> we spent our whole lives trying to put our kids at university yeah. and get the perfect job. And now you want to leave all that behind to work for yourself. So mm. I had to learn the hard knocks way of building a business. And mm. while I was doing that, I had a lot of people reach out to me that I would meet and they'd be like, how do you know how to do this? And how do you know how to do this in business? And it was really from trial and error. And as I was doing that, I realized it doesn't need to be this hard. If I could just create a shortcut for people, then this was before I even knew what business coaching was, then I can make their lives easier, maybe make money on the side. So that's what I decided to do. I said, okay, well, I'm going to stop making products. I was selling internationally. I had my business for six years. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to help other people do this the easy way. And there is no easy way. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. what we learn in business. There yeah. is no easy way to do anything. And I did realize that over time, but I did fall in love with helping others realize their dream. Yeah. And I really gravitated towards business and figuring it out and how can we make this streamline and how can you have everything you desire in your life and work for yourself? It's possible. So I did a lot of networking, a lot of relationship building. And while I was doing that, I got rec recruited for a startup company who was building products around the business sector and I joined them. I was startup world. Amazing. I don't have to own all the responsibility of building a business. I'm going to leave it to you guys. And I'm just going to come and bring all my expertise. Right. And what what happened is me and the, the founder became really close. We became really best friends to this day. And she asked me to join her as a co-founder, which I did and realized this wasn't my dream either. Yeah. This was her dream. Yeah. And I jumped on her dream thinking that this was going to make me happy, and it didn't. Mm. So while we were making money, losing money, pitching to investors, I learned a lot about the startup world. I realized I was unhappy, to say the least. I had just gotten married. Now there's no money, and there's no happiness, and there's a business that you don't 100% believe was meant for you. That's basically where I was. And I said the thing that all entrepreneurs say when it's not working I'm just going to go get a regular job. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get a regular like, job. Like, whatever that else. means, right? Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. When 
as an entrepreneur, you realize very, you know, if it's really meant for you, like in terms of being an entrepreneur and working for yourself, you realize you actually cannot work for other people. Right. I wasn't even equipped to be a, I was a horrible employee. Yeah. I lasted about a couple of months and I was like, I can do this better than my boss. I find Mm -hmm. all of this completely ridiculous. And while I was criticizing building, not knowing what I was doing, I actually was diagnosed with triple positive breast cancer. Mm-hmm. at the age of 36. Mm-hmm. And it shook me, it shook my world because I was really on my high horse up into that point around health yeah. because I felt I was doing everything right. I was eating right. I was working out all the time. I was the person people came to when they were like, what should I do to lose weight? What should I do to get fitter? And when that happened, it was the, I always say it's a blessing and the curse, right? There's always a lesson in every painful situation we get into. That's what I believe. And it really brought me to a place of, okay, it might be a real thing that you don't have all the time in the world. And it just made it very evident that there was no time to waste working for someone else when I knew that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to coach people in business. I was afraid that I would fail again. So I had quit. And when this happened, I was like, okay, you want to build your own legacy, get to move in. You're going to have to spend the next how many years, maybe months, years of your life healing now, fighting something that you've never fought before. And when you come out on the other side, not if, but when you come out on the other side, there's no time to waste. That's what I took on when that happened. It was a long journey. I didn't come to that conclusion right away. There was a lot of anger and pain and angst and anger (laughs) and outward rants on social media yeah yeah (laughs) but here you are with your incredible beautiful energy and oh my gosh what an amazing story and I think from so many different angles of working with big companies and designing and getting into multi-category and working with other people and working in startups what is so beautiful about that is every step of the way you're navigating what you do and don't want to do and so many people just don't have that in their lives sitting in fear of this is what I should be doing. This is a job that I went to school for, so I should be doing this and Mm. not paying attention to those fires burning in their souls, which are so important because I think truly that's how you will maybe define success is aligning the joy in life and and fulfilling careers that are meaningful to you. And I know everybody maybe has a different path, but I think really following your true north, which which you did and experiencing other working environments and, and working for other people and then really aligning yourself and of course, then having this major health scare, but continuing to still move forward. I give you so much credit. And I know this was a big part of you building your own brand was during the time of remission. So what was that like through in your hospital bed? <laughs> I know you yes. tell your story online, but that's pretty powerful where so many people could just say, that's it. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm giving up. What was that motivation for you? Where did that come from? Yes, thank you so much. I I really wish I could take all of the credit when people talk about like, you just go deep into yourself and you figure it out and you come out on the other side. But that's not the case when you feel like your body may have portrayed you, which is how I Mm. felt at the time. Mm -hmm. There was, I was really blessed to be surrounded by the right people. I believe very much in God, but also your personal development and what that personal development you do that will equip you for those hard times. So I had been doing a lot of that over the years. 
as I was growing as a business owner, you know, the bigger the goal, the more we need to expand. But I was also very diligent about the people I surrounded myself with. And I have and had a very supportive, you know, spouse who we have a similar mindset in there is no quit in us. That's something we talk about. And when, when I wanted to give up so many times, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. pity party, ball on the floor, Mm -hmm. and any, everyone else would be like, well, Monique, you're entitled to that. You have cancer for crying out loud. Mm. But what I really was lucky to have my, the people who I'm, who I have to interact with the most, which is my husband, my family, you know, I, both of my brothers, they're younger than me, smarter than me, probably. They're both entrepreneurs and it's the same mentality, which is you get to have this pity party, but you don't get to stay here. And it was something he had to say to me all the time. Mm. He's like, you get to have, it. I'm going to give it to you for a little bit, mm-hmm. but we don't get to stay there. That's not who you are. And it was a constant reminder that had me get up yeah. and had me really keep pushing. And I feel everybody needs it. I don't think we can do this journey by ourselves. I don't know how anybody could because our mind just plays so many tricks on us and tells yeah. us so many things that yep. are false and complete and total lies. But we believe it, especially when we're in isolation and when yes. we're alone And if you're going through something health-wise, or even if you're living alone during the pandemic, of course, if you have no one else to talk to but yourself, you're going to believe the lies. So I was lucky to have the right people around me. And I was also very vocal about what was going on with me. That was something I learned from another person I knew who had gone through cancer, who I'd met during my journey. And she was very much like, the more you hold it in and you don't talk about it, which is your prerogative, She's mm-hmm. like, the harder it's going to be for you to just try and figure out what's going on with you. I felt like I had to share my story in order for me to understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I was very vocal on social media about what was happening. I started a blog. I was writing whenever I felt well enough. I would write very verbal diarrhea, though. If you, It's up. It's still online. It's called Surprise, It's Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go back and I read it even today. And I'm like, wow, you were so angry. <laughs> But it was so therapeutic for me to be able to share and bring it out here. Mm -hmm. And I did decide to launch my business from my sickbed. I was like, there's no time to waste. On the days I felt healthy, I will work because I don't know when my next healthy day is. And I wasn't going to let this stop me when I already felt, and I, I know a lot of people feel this way, where you already felt like you've been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious right now? Right. Like, that's really the conversation I was having. I was like, this is not like it's been an easy road to this point. Yet you want to give me cancer on the top of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. I see you. One uh-huh. more thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Another test number 365. I got yeah. you. You're not going to get me. That is so beautifully said in terms of having, and God bless you for having such a great network and family and husband, but just in general for anyone having the right people around you that can lift you up or in a, maybe a bad off day, be able to call a friend that's not going to be like, why are you doing that? It's or the, get, <laughs> or the gremlins every- in your head, oh right? I call them the gremlins. Yeah, like, the gremlins. You can't do that. You're they not good enough. Always got something to say. I always know. got something to say. Yeah. So that's so, so amazing. Well, I can't wait to dive in further, but in the spirit of this podcast, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you a yes or no question. And then we're, okay. And then we're going to go to a break. Okay. So yes or no. Do you think building a brand right now is a good pivot for someone to take if they're struggling to find their next career move? Yes. 
And with that, we will be going to a quick break and we will pick this up when we get back. Okay, Monique, so before the break, you said yes. So how can you be successful and maybe tell us a little bit about a first step we can take if someone's maybe sitting in fear about, hey, I have this fire in my soul. I want to start my own brand. I, I just don't know how to do it. So how can we be successful and where should we start? So the first thing I want everybody to understand is you are a brand, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. whether you've been curating it or not, whether you told yourself you are one or not. Because there are people who are discussing you with you or without you there who have decided the who you are. That's Mm. just how it is. So whether we had a job, whether we had a business, there are people who have a perception of you already out here in the world. And what I have learned is if that's the case, it's our job to curate that message, right? So the first place to get started is to just realize you're already out here in these streets. People are already are talking about you in some capacity or have a perception of you already. So if you mm-hmm. have a fire to do something or be something and you don't know what it is yet, one thing that you can do is really just start sharing. That's something that people spend too much time is overthinking the what it is they want to talk about. What drives you? What excites you. And I like you to think about if somebody was to be like, hey, I really think you're an interesting human being. I'd love to interview you for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Can I just do that? There's no question prep. There's no, I just want to riff with you. What would you talk about? And write that down. What could you talk Hmm. about at length with zero preparation? Guaranteed, that's probably where your passion lies. But we don't think about that thing, right? So that would be the, if you have no idea what you want to be talking about, what you want to be doing. Really just start sharing because I didn't start as a brand coach. I didn't start in personal branding. I started in business. Business is where I loved problem solving. I love putting the pieces together. And while I was doing that, I discovered there are so many people who do not know how to tell their story. They have an amazing story. They don't think it's amazing. But while they're telling me the story and I am telling it back to them with so much emotion and passion, they're like, oh my God, you make me sound amazing. And I'm like, but you are amazing. This is what I hear when you speak to me. And I realized that was just a gift that I had in all of my years of whatever it is I've been doing, which I could just really tap into the emotional component of what it is you want to share that will hit with another human being. That's how I started getting into personal branding and my background in fashion and styling and all of that. But I didn't know that. It actually took Mm -hmm. someone outside of me to tell me that that's what I was doing. They were like, I really need you to just own the personal branding space, Monique, and stop doing all of this chukka-chukka. Right. (laughs) And then I was like, what? She was like, everyone else knows online that's what you're doing. All you talk about is visibility and get your stuff together. You can't impress looking a hot mess. This is what you do naturally. But you want to do all these other things, and you're just really confusing yourself and everybody else. Mm. And I was like, thank you. Best gift she could have given me. But if I hadn't been sharing, I wouldn't even have gotten that advice. I wouldn't even have recognized it. 
Yeah, that's a great place to start. And you're right, we're all our own personal brand. I talk about this too with what I do on career coaching and recruiting side, even for resumes or people setting up interviews. Someone gets your name, what's the first thing they're going to do is Google you, right? Google. <laughs> yeah. The Google our machine. enemy and our friend, our <laughs> enemy and our friend. Right. So your story better line up and your assets better be in place and all the things that I know you go through with so many people. But it's so important. And I think it's super interesting when you do, you sit down and you write out, what can I talk about or what can I do or what would I do with, if no one would pay me when poking some people with those coaching questions? What are some of your tips you feel like, how can we build more confidence around this in terms of sharing our story and, and you know, the expertise, maybe in, with an audience or clients in an interview? What are some of those tips do you feel like we, we can maybe have as well? Confidence is so interesting because it's one of those things that only come with competence, right? Mm-hmm. That's really the only place confidence is coming from. So it comes from the practice of coming out here and refining what you do. One thing I want to say is definitely what you want to do is pick a lane and try and own that lane. When we're trying to be too many things to too many people, it is confusing for them. It gets confusing for us. Follow your passion. Stay in that lane until it no longer serves you. If Mm -hmm. you're one of those people who are really timid or don't like to be interviewed, don't like to be on video, one of the key things I have my clients do is have someone else who's your friend interview you. Yeah. So especially if you're doing video, a lot of people are a lot more comfortable answering questions, right? So sometimes you can have people ask you questions off camera and you're just answering them and that's what you record. And then the other thing you can do is you don't have to be live. A lot of people think now in this video Instagram age, you have to be going live and you go on stories live. And what if you make a mistake? And what if you look stupid? You can pre-record, pre-plan everything. A great personal brand is a curated personal brand. So it doesn't need to be like your Kim Kardashian where you're, you know, even Kim Kardashian, I am sure is curating everything we see out here online. She is, she is a smart cookie, right? Mm -hmm. So curate, and plan what you want to say, how you want to show up, how you want to look, how do you want to plan it, and you will feel more confident when you show up because you'll be prepared. Right. Being prepared makes you feel way more confident than off the cuff, vlogger style, trying to be a YouTube star. Right. 1000%. That's the key to anything. Preparation, interviews, all of it. Do your research, take the time. What you put into something is really what you're going to get out of it. And flying by the seat of your pants, you know, for some may work. It's just not, it's not the way to go. So (laughs) thank you for sharing all of that. And as we talk about your podcast, the Juicy CEO podcast, I have to ask you, because I just, I love that you've really coined the juice. So what is the juice? It's woven all throughout your brand story and messaging. What's the definition? What is this juice we need? (laughs) Tell us about the juice. (laughs) So juicy is something I say often in my brand. And it actually came from the time when I was going through chemotherapy. And I had a coach in my life. And I was in a very dark time. And I just really wasn't, I didn't want to keep going. I didn't want to keep fighting. I didn't want to keep going. I didn't want any of it. And she said something to me after she heard, she just listened to all the things I was saying and sobbing and acting all and saying all kinds of crazy things. And she's like, you know, Monique, this too will pass and you will go on to live a juicy, delicious life. And she said Mm, it with so much conviction. It woke me out of a dream. It was crazy. She said it like she's hearing what I'm saying to her, but it didn't faze her whatsoever. And from that moment, 
it's like my whole body took on this juice, this feeling that I don't want to do anything that doesn't make me feel super juicy and delicious. And every Mm. time I say it, my body changes. Like I feel it in my body, right? So when I talk about the juice, I talk about feeling it in your body, the what you want to be doing, the who you want to be working with, the opportunities that come your way. It's kind of like that heck yes that people say, if it's not a heck yes, it's a heck no. If it doesn't feel juicy and delicious, say no, move on. It's not meant for you. Your juice is a coming. But also you want to show up with the juice for your people and for your life, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than a lackluster, low energy way of being. We can't change things that way. We can't move our lives or other people without energy and enthusiasm. So we need to chase the enthusiasm and the energy. And when we don't have it, we need to find the place within us that we can actually manufacture it because we can trick our brain into thinking that we have a lot more energy than we do. We have a lot more of that juice than we actually do. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing all that. That is amazing. Now I'm going to think juicy delicious. My, my body's tingling right now. I'm yes, like, yes, right? girl. It's like yes. all in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What can somebody expect working with you? Talk a little bit about some of your offerings. Absolutely. So I do a couple of things right now. I do a full brand audit of your online presence. So people come to me and they're like, this is the end goal that I'm going for. Some people want to write books or they want podcast opportunities. They want to enter a new industry or they want to expand their offers, but they don't know how they're being perceived in the marketplace. And more people will meet us online than they'll ever meet us in person. So I'll do a full brand audit of your business and your brand and how you're showing up, the words you're using, your visuals, all of that. And I give you a whole report on how that works. So a brand audit is one of them. Another way that you can work with me is there's a lot of people don't realize how important that brand photography is in your business. As human beings, we're processing images 60,000 times faster than text. So our visuals Mm -hmm. matter. Our headshots matter. People are deciding if we are trustworthy from our photography. So Mm -hmm. what I offer is a six-month subscription program where you can come and get two photo shoots for the year, which are all branded. I bring an entire squad. This is a very done for you type of opportunity. So I bring in all like the makeup artists, the photographer, I help you pick the location. I bring in a stylist, all of those pieces. So all you have to do is show up and then you get a bank of photography, but then also you get monthly how to use your photos, how to use it on social media. What are the things that are trending that you should be using? So you can just get through all the noise because I'm telling you, social media is so convoluted and algorithm chasing that there Mm -hmm. are things that you can do to build content that are authentic to you, that you don't need to be a slave to whatever new feature comes out every freaking month. So those are the two main ways. And then of course we are doing this amazing personal branding retreat in Miami this November. And I couldn't be more excited. We're going to do three and a half days of building out your brand. I brought in some amazing workshop hosts to take you through everything from media training, getting on podcasts, building out your content and authentically building you as a brand. So these are the three ways that you can work with me right now. All of them are giving me all of the juice and all of the feels. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're all tingling. We're like, yeah, I've been stalking the Miami retreat. I'm like, okay, if you're not already sold out, everybody, we need to, you know, we'll link it in our, in our show notes, but 
but it seems like you have so many amazing people lined up. And I feel like for anybody building a personal brand or wanting to know how to navigate this digital social space, you got a, you got a star lineup of, of key experts there, girl. So amazing. And I'm hoping I can kind of fit it into my calendar. I <laughs> hope so. It'd be awesome. I would love to see you in person. But beyond working with you directly, before I wrap up, listen, for for free and your advice, gosh, you are so generous on the Juicy CEO podcast. I listen to you on my drives Yay, every Tuesday and Thursday. Taking the juice on the road. Yes. I love it. Yes. Well, and I just, oh, why am I driving? I need a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write this down. And then I have to go back and listen to the episode. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast and what you cover, because really you are so generous and you drop so many amazing nuggets and pieces of advice. And I think it's just such a beautiful compliment to anyone looking, even in careers or, or industry changes or otherwise, you have a lot to share in there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love my, my podcast is my place to put all the juice out there in the world and take you on all the journeys. So it's really about giving you personal branding tips and tools that are actionable. Action is the name of the game. If we're not taking action, we're just standing still. If we're standing still, we're going backwards. That's how I see it. So I want to give away tips every week on how you can build your brand, build your business, build your mental strength. But also I love to bring in other women in business who have been where you are because I always say juicy CEOs are made and not born. And a lot of times we just see the success on the other side. We don't see the journey they've been through. And every single person I bring on to interview has been through something to get where they are. And I love that they can just come and share that with everybody so people know that they started somewhere too. They started exactly probably where you were. They've had to overcome to be where they are. And they're still growing. They're still expanding. There is no top of the mountain. Amen to that, because from starting 2020 with my pandemic pivot of getting my own brand going on top of my other sides of my business to growing this podcast for all the things we put out there that look great. Megan, you got it so together. I was crying on the floor yesterday in sweatpants. (laughs) Two entrepreneurs know what the real deal is. My two cats are standing on me. Are you all right? <laughs> so they don't see, right? Yeah. It, it looks great on the outside. And I think as true professionals, we kind of hold it together. But, oh, gosh, the, the path you desire is best led by somebody that's been there, people. Mm. And I feel like for all the trials and tribulations, the triumphs, the mistakes, the long nights, the tears, the, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's so worth it. I'm sure you can agree with me there. There's so many amazing ways that we can stay in touch with you and engage. And what's the best place and where is the best place for someone to find you and learn more about your services and online social media? The best platforms? place where I'm hanging out the most is Instagram. So Monique Bryan mm-hmm. underscore co. That's where we're all in the DMs. Send us a message. Link in the bio usually has every single link to wherever it is you need to go, the podcast, the retreat, the offers. But that's where we engage the most and spend most of our time. So definitely come check us out. I will. Yeah. And I will link your Insta. And I feel it is so nice with Insta and Linktree to have a one-stop shop. Every Everything's there. Easy access. That's what we all need these yeah. days. Don't make Friction it difficult. Free. And you are. You, your team is so responsive. And gosh, again, I'm so lucky to have you on this podcast. And thank you for sharing your beautifully inspiring story and all about the juice. It is so important for us humans to really embrace who we are in our own story and celebrate those life challenges and triumphs. So you are the light we truly need to have in this world to keep building our confidence in those important areas to lead us to success. And I know you help so many people reach their goals working with you. And I truly look forward to continuing our conversations and supporting each other as we keep building our empires and, and sharing the juice. Yes, let's go build legacy. Thank you so much. I love it. This was a great Thank conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. We appreciate you. 
It is time for another Megan Hool Method Tip of the Week. This week, we are going to dive into personal branding. Yes, my friends, whether you believe it or not, just like Nike, you are your own personal brand. You have a value, a purpose, and a mission, but do you know how to articulate it? It is important to know what makes you unique and how to talk about yourself in a way where your messaging is clear and being received. How do you do that? Well, it starts with going deep on what makes you, you. Think about how you would answer these questions. What are you known for? What do friends and family often ask you to help them with? What could you talk about with confidence for hours? Take the time to write these answers down, and these, my friends, are what we call your superpowers. Once you hone in on those superpowers, the next best thing you can do for your personal brand is to update your brand assets. Should someone mention your name in a room of people or pass along your resume to a hiring authority, the first thing someone is gonna do is Google you. So you better make sure that all of your social media accounts, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever you use are up to date and clearly represents who you are. With that confidence and your assets in place, it's time to get your personal brand out there and share the value you add to the universe. No one is going to know what you do and why you do it unless you tell them. Be proud to share your achievements and be strategic in who you communicate them with to ensure you are getting noticed in the right channels by staying consistent when sharing your messaging. A big part of branding is also building a community. A great way to do this is to engage with people on social media by giving someone a compliment or resharing someone's post if it resonates with you. Heck, maybe slide into someone's DMs and ask for a conversation to get to know each other better. Studies show that authentic engagement can really build meaningful relationships and help give you more visibility to those who may not know you yet, but should. And if you're looking to level up your personal branding, click on the show notes to find out ways you can engage with our guest, Monique Bryan, on this episode and her offering for a personal branding retreat in Miami this November. I'm signing up and I hope to see some Pivot With Purpose podcast listeners there with me. I hope you found this tip helpful and stay tuned for more tips this season on Pivot With Purpose. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool is a Fashion Consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.